everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the Shoreline Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about business and entrepreneurship in Northern Ohio. My name is Jared. And I am Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben. That's what my grandpa calls him. <laughs> Gentle Ben. He's got a nickname for everybody. I'm JP. <laughs> He's Gentle Ben. Our neighbor is Ty Ty. My little brother is Booger. Everybody's got a nickname. And and he's Gentle Ben. Um, yep. So, guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are so glad that you're listening. We are uh, running two companies here in Northern Ohio. So that's why we talk about business and entrepreneurship. It's to help us grow as individuals, help us learn, and how to run a better business for our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run two businesses. One is One Up Creative, which is a wedding photography and wedding videography specialist. It's kind of how we have made our name uh, and what we feel we're best at. Uh, but then our other passion is doing a whole bunch of other creative stuff and working with all these other companies. So we run another company called Shoreline Media, where we do branding, graphic design, web design, all of that kind of stuff. Ben, what are you laughing about? Just thinking of him calling me gentle. I just don't even know where he got gentle from. I'm not the most gentle person, am I? You think I'm gentle? Mm, I I don't know where he got it from. My dad calls another friend of his gentle Ben. I think it's like a common thing that like people gentle Ben is just like a term people use. Huh. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So, <laughs> so now you got us off track, Ben. Come on, gentle Ben. Yeah. Um, so guys, we run two companies. Uh, one of them is wedding photography, wedding videography company. In our last episode, uh, we talked about what you should bring as a wedding photographer or wedding videographer, uh, what we bring in our kit and then kind of helping people flesh through a couple of choices in what they should bring and kind of help people guide them at least in the beginning stages of what you should bring as a wedding photographer or a wedding videographer what what stuff matters so guys today what we're going to be talking about is hopefully diving in and answering some questions uh in regards to the first time person who's who's shooting a wedding what what to expect and uh, yeah, mentally prepare yourself and everything for it. And, and yeah, so so we're gonna start by by giving kind of a few generalized claims, and then we're gonna kind of walk you more in depth through what it's actually like to shoot a wedding. Uh, so the thing about weddings is is that a lot of people don't realize outside of the photography community. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, wedding wedding photography or wedding videography is expensive. And, and so, you know, I want to speak to anybody who's not a wedding photographer or videographer out there. If you're just listening, you know, and you're not a photographer or videographer, I just want to be completely honest with you, uh, that it costs a lot of money to hire someone who does this because it is very complex, very complicated and very expensive to run a wedding photography, wedding videography business. It takes a lot of skill and a lot of equipment and a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience to be able to do this and do it well. Um, and, and I was listening to a podcast the other day where they broke down the cost. And basically when you break it down, uh, as a wedding videographer, the amount of money you make is less than someone who's working minimum wage. 
after all the the costs involved in running a business like this. Uh, so I just wanted to clear the air about that before we get started, and we'll talk a whole lot more about it uh, throughout this. So guys, if even if you're not a wedding photographer or wedding videography, this is going to be a very interesting one for you, uh, coming from some people who've been to a whole lot of weddings and have a whole lot of experience in that field. Uh, you know, almost everybody gets married at some point in their lives or has been to a wedding at least. So there's definitely information that you might want to have. So guys, uh, basically what we're, we're going to start out by saying is that wedding photography and wedding videography is not for everyone. Mm -mm. It's, it's hard. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like you think you just show up, you take some pictures. That's all there is to it. It's not that simple. It just isn't. Um, so the typical wedding vi videographer, wedding photographer, uh, you know, you're, you're staying for 10 hours minimum. We typically stay more like 13. We do longer days for our weddings. Uh, this is kind of the way we do things, uh, but most wedding photographers and videographers don't do that. When you're talking about a 10 hour day, it's not like a simple 10 hours. If you think about like the most hectic 10 hours of your life, people, wedding photographers, wedding videographers do that every week. And so because of that, there is a large number of people in, in the community, professionals, who will not touch weddings in their professional work. Because the thing about weddings is that, and in a lot of events, but especially weddings, is that there is absolutely no opportunity to redo it. Mm -hmm. So if you screw it up, you screw it up. There's a lot, a lot of liability that the photographer takes there. Uh when they do that. So I just want to be clear that, uh, you know, if you're starting out in wedding videography or wedding photography, you need to recognize that liability, realize it, let it scare you and take it seriously because it is scary that you could screw up someone's wedding day. You need to recognize that. And I, I say that not, not to try and scare you away from doing it because I want you to try this and be successful at it. Mm -hmm. But I also want you to take yourself seriously. It's not something to take lightly because this is someone's wedding day that you're doing here. And and so I just want you to to make sure that you're really prepared to do this. Um, okay. So, wedding video. The reason why we wanted... Or wedding photo photography videography. The reason why we wanted to make this episode is because my friend Ryan, who shoots with us a lot... Uh, you know, he, he's shot with us on a lot of stuff, but he hasn't shot a wedding with us. And we plan on bringing him to his first wedding this year. And questions he asked us a number of times that brought this conversation about was that he asked us what he can do to better prepare himself to be ready to do a wedding um, so that he has more experience. And basically what I tell him, and I'm sure Ben will agree with me, is that as far as experience goes for weddings, there is no amount of experience you can have outside of weddings that will help you prepare for prepare it. Yes, for it. There, the only experience you can have right, right there. is actually doing weddings. Yes. Because they're so complicated, so different, and there's so much work involved in doing a wedding that even working in, in video... Um, it's going to be like totally different than anything you've ever done. And there may be some parallels if 
I would say more if you were like an event planner and you moved into wedding photography, that would be a lot more applicable to your skills as a wedding photographer than if you were like a portrait photographer jumping into wedding photography. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is just different and there's no substitution for real world experience there. So the reason I say that is because... Uh, you know, even though we're making this episode for the hypothetical person who is uh, thinking about doing their first wedding, I don't think you should do your first wedding on your own. You should assist someone else for your first wedding, for your first five weddings. You should not be shooting them under your own name. You should be assisting someone else so you can get some experience and you can learn how all this stuff works before doing it on your own. Um, because it definitely takes takes real experience before you're able to do your own weddings. Okay, so that is kind of the general sense of a wedding, um, and 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 the, kind of a look at the whole of the business. When we're talking about preparing for weddings, you know what we just said is no, there's no substitution for real experience, and the reason we say that is because. You know, when you when you generally think about whether I'm capable of doing something in video or not, you you tend to think more about uh, at least starting out. You tend to think more about like, do I have the equipment, or do I have the 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 technical knowledge to do it? And the thing about wedding video, and in a lot of larger scale projects, like if you're working on you know major films, it's not so much about the equipment. Uh, when you're doing this kind of stuff. The equipment should be the last problem you have. It should be the least bit of a hurdle in all of the wedding day process. So, uh, and Ben's probably going to talk about this in his notes for the episode. Yep. Um, but equipment should be taken care of before the wedding day even starts. You have to know your gear inside and out. You have to know how to work all the settings on your cameras know exactly what settings you're going to need have all of your batteries charged and all your SD cards emptied I said this on the last one but yes have extra SD cards empty them out back up whatever you had on them uh, if if you still need it mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> charge your batteries all your batteries and bring them yeah. with you I would say go go even to the extent of saying like before the wedding day even begins, I'm going to select SD cards to put in each camera. And I'm going to put them in the camera before the day even starts. Yep. And then have maybe a baggie in your yeah. pocket or something for Ready them. with S- extra yes. SD cards. Yes. Make sure all your batteries are charged. Bring along chargers with you to the wedding. So yes, because if you're doing something like in the ceremony or uh, before shots or after shots with the bride and groom or um, uh, beauty shots, stuff like that, do... Uh, even getting ready, sh- getting ready shots, you will probably use a couple batteries. Yeah. So once you're done with that, uh, go somewhere, find a spot, charge them, and get back to doing what you're doing. And then when you're done with that, grab those batteries and go because yeah. they'll be basically charged. <clears throat> so then you can have them as backups later on. So yeah, the, the, the thing, what we're talking about here is these are some general tips um, to, to prepare. Uh, but... Nothing is a replacement for just knowing your gear. You know, you need to know how to operate your camera. You need to know how to get a good shot because that's going to be the, the, that needs to be the least of your problems on a wedding day. Um, so some other stuff that can help you 
better prepare for that. Like we said, batteries, memory cards are huge things. Uh, having a backup solution. Uh, sometimes when we're doing video, you shoot so much stuff that it might be a good idea like halfway through the day, like traveling in between locations. Sometimes you'll have enough time, like a half hour or so, to back up some of your memory cards on a computer. And that's a good idea. And I've done that on a couple of shoots with my assistant, Travis, um, where we've been driving to another location and we've backed up stuff in the car. Yep. And and that's super useful. And we've done that on a couple of non-wedding shoots. Like dude, yes. in, we were filming a musical one time and during the intermission we backed stuff up so bring a laptop along you know and and you may not have to back stuff up but you may so so just have it ready to do that just in case you need it and um one thing is um that people once they have this they tend to feel like they don't want to do it again but Sometimes you will have a fluke or something will happen where it you you might feel like it's ruined your day or something like that. We've had that happen mm-hmm. on non-wedding days where the the day has just gone completely wrong. Yeah, never on a wedding. But never on a for wedding. For some but, reason, weddings have always gone a little bit smoother for us. Yes, but um, don't <clears throat> think that's not going to happen because it could. Absolutely. But... Um, and that's that's one of the things about when we're talking about weddings are hard, uh, and other shoots are hard too because, like we said, we haven't had this happen at a wedding. Um, but I think that that's due more to our experience with weddings, and we're just yeah. we're getting better at them now. Um, but you know, part of the professionalism of of a wedding day and, and hiring a professional in a wedding photographer and guys, this is speaking to, even to you who are not photographers and videographers out there that are listening. What it means to hire a professional is how a professional is going to react and able to adapt when they encounter issues. Because the fact of the matter is you're going to encounter issues. Not a single wedding day we've ever done has ever gone perfect. Not a single shoot we have ever done ever has gone perfect. Ouch. (laughs) I have shot probably 20 weddings. Not a single one has ever run on time. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's fine. I expect that. And, and, and... And I say that with a little bit of passion because that's the, the mark of a professional is not whether or not something goes wrong. The mark of a professional is how they're able to adapt to something that's gone wrong and whether or not they're still able to perform in that situation and still get the shot. Um, so, so guys, when, when we talk about like the gear should be the least of your problems, that's because like when something goes wrong, like you, you don't want to be... St- missing shots fiddling with gear so um that's that's kind of the whole professionalism aspect uh so so that's kind of a general thing but jumping back to some of the more uh tips and tricks one thing i will say is uh we use a tascam dr40 which we talked about in the last episode for our xlr recorder uh, during receptions, we plug that into the DJ's soundboard so we can capture audio from the reception speeches and, and uh, first dance and stuff like that. So, helpful thing for that is since it's an XLR recorder, guys, keep audio adapters in your bag. Because you never know what kind of soundboard the DJ is going to have. Some DJs have like a full 16-channel mixer and they've got 18 XLR outputs 
Yes. You know, like their two master channels will have double, and then the other 16 will have their own. So you may have that, and you'll have an XLR cable and be able to plug in that way. But they might not have that, and they'll just have, like, the headphone monitoring. It'll be, like, a quarter-inth or eighth-inth. Wow. H. H-inth. Uh, it might be a quarter-inch or eighth-inch. So you never know what kind of a system they're going to be outputting on, so always have an adapter for your audio recorders so that you're able to record from whatever they have. Even if they don't have something, you should carry a couple extra microphones in your bag uh, just so you can record audio directly into the mic or, or directly into your recorder that way. If you can set it up in a corner of the room somewhere just so that you have that backup audio source, um, even if they don't have something you can get out of the DJ table. Because you should definitely be running audio at the reception. Uh, so, so figure out a solution for that and be prepared. Take a couple extra microphones and some adapters and stuff like that so you can plug in to the table or set up a mic somewhere. Um, tripods are super important on a wedding day because um, you can always bring an extra camera and set it off on a tripod and guarantee you've got a safe shot. Yep. And, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that professionals need to be doing is you know you can you can jump around on a monopod or jump around handheld get whatever shots you want throughout the day but for those big parts of the day the ceremony and the reception you need to just lock off a, a one of your cameras on a tripod and just let it get shot because then if nothing else none of your other footage turns out you'll have that shot that you at least have the entire major parts of the wedding in that shot so that's super important. And then from there, that frees you up. Once you know you've got everything covered with that shot, you can start to get a whole lot more creative with the other shots that you're getting. So let's, let's kind of rewind now from tips uh, because that's some of the general stuff, and I'm sure we'll think of some more tips for sure as we start to walk through this. But what does our typical wedding day look like for us so again our wedding day might be a little bit different because we're there for typically like 13 hours and it's usually both of us going to a wedding video day um, or wedding photography day and since ben does more video and i do more photo we'll kind of tag team and you know i'll let him talk about some of the video and i'll probably chime in on some video stuff too uh but then i'll talk about the photography side of things how's that sound sound good to me okay so uh, we'll start with the night before, you know, we've already touched on, we charge all our batteries. We, we check all our memory cards. What else do we do? Like the night before a wedding, huh? Like the night before a wedding, when we're getting ready, what do we do? Straighten stuff out, get everything put in the bags, make sure everything's mm -hmm. uh, sorted out correctly and uh, not half crapped into all of them. Cause you don't want to have a bag and then be in the middle of something and you need to find something and then be like where the heck is it trying to yep. hunt through your entire bag and find it yep. you need to resort know where things are yep and um be able to grab it when you need it yeah. so you don't have to hunt for yeah, it that's a, that's a biggie for you it. gotta know you gotta know where the stuff is in your bag that's a big one and that's something i didn't mention earlier i'm glad you brought that up because it's huge like you not knowing where your stuff and making sure that everyone who's with you on the wedding day like, uh, I could talk about Ben. Uh, I told him to go get something out of my bag, and he didn't know particularly where that thing was. Yeah. And that was wasted time. 
You know, and it wasn't much of a waste of time, but it counts during weddings. Mm-hmm. And luckily, that was way later in the day, uh, so the time wasn't as as crunched. But you know, that's a huge thing: knowing where the stuff is in your bag, so you can go straight to it and get to it easily. It's yeah, huge. the most part of it being crunched is basically right at the start of when you're going to to the girls getting ready. And then in between that and the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the reception, it's all chill from there. But yeah. the, in between the ceremony and getting ready and stuff like that, it's kind of a hassle. Yeah. There's a lot of running around and jumping back and forth and trying to make sure you get all the coverage and stuff. Yeah. So the night before, charging batteries, getting memory cards, sorting out our bags. Uh, we're also looking over, uh, before we get ready for a wedding... Uh, you know, I've always interviewed couples and asked them questions and tried to get some inter- information regarding things like if there's anything in particular unique about their wedding, they want to make sure we capture, we make sure we get that. A uh, great example is we had a, a bride in December. Uh, they wanted us to do interviews of their parents and their grandparents during the wedding. Yep. Um, so, you know, that was something we had to make sure we were prepared for mentally and, and just knowing we were going to go in, we had to find time to do that throughout the wedding day. Um, so we, we go over that kind of stuff. We go over the family, uh, make sure that we at least know the bridegroom and we know the best man and the maid of honor so that we know their names and we can refer to those, uh, outside of that, you know, we make, we go over, we have a list of all the family. Um, we don't always remember it, but we make sure (laughs) we look at the list of all the family. We know all the people that are important in the day. So we got all the people in the wedding party all the major family members, so we at least know who they are. And then have the list of what's on at what certain times and what's going on at those certain times. Yes, so, we have a list of the rough schedule of the day, what time we need to get there, where we're going. Yeah, uh, We review all that so we can obviously figure out where we're going and how long it's going to take to get there mm-hmm. uh, and, and what time we actually need to get up and get ready and leave. So that's all the stuff we do the day before or a couple of days before. You know, it doesn't necessarily, like, you could do that stuff couple days before and it'd be fine but um you know that's all pre-wedding stuff and the day of the wedding we wake up uh, and we typically i don't eat breakfast the day of a wedding uh, i usually grab a snack or an energy drink on my way there um, yeah that's what i would do <laughs> but i definitely don't eat breakfast uh much at all personally but you you're welcome to eat breakfast you know i'm not telling you what to do or anything yeah this is what we do uh, then we'll get to a location, which is typically we go to the salon first. Uh, most of our brides ask us to get to the salon first because the girls start getting ready way before the guys do. And we'll get some shots of the girls getting ready. Very, very beginning of the day usually starts out kind of slow, and then it starts to really ramp up once the guys start getting ready because that's when you're jumping back and forth and things get really hectic. Mm-hmm. So as the girls are getting ready, we're just kind of warming up. And the whole goal at the beginning of the day is just not to not even to film that much because the thing is most people like obviously we are working with cameras all the time uh you know people who aren't photographers or videographers if you're listening like you know you probably don't have cameras shoved in your face all the time we we're used to that like we're used to having cameras around us so it's not a big deal for us to like pop up on a camera somewhere we don't necessarily love it all the time but we're used to it, whereas you guys probably aren't. So, you know, the first part of the day isn't so much even about filming or even getting footage that we're going to use. It's more about, you know, just trying to warm up 
to everybody, you know, getting the bride used to us. And then when we start working with the groom, getting the groom used to us so that they're just more comfortable in front of the camera. And, um, because nothing's worse, you know, as a, as a subject on camera to be tense because it's very visible in camera when you're not comfortable, even if you're trying to pretend you're, you are, is very visible when you're not. And, and so, you know, being able to warm up with them. And so personally, what I do when I'm doing photography, uh, is before I even carry any gear in on a wedding day, I'll just go in and say, hi, you know, yep, get we'll to know our, them for a little bit, we'll leave our stuff in the car. We'll go yeah. in and say hi for three, four minutes before we bring any camera equipment inside just so that we can start to build that relationship. And like when there's no camera mm -hmm. in your hand, there's no pressure. Like, you know, if there's a, you walk in with a camera, like that kind of says like, Oh, now it's on. Like they're really going to be filming right now. Yeah. Uh, but if you're walking without that, like mentally that just kind of resets people's mind and, and you know, they're able to be a little more open with you. They don't immediately like put up their wall. So, uh, we, we do that and then we film for a little bit um, and try to get some stuff of them getting ready. Get That's when we do a lot of detail shots of like the venue. Uh, if we're already at the venue, we'll do detail shots there. If not, we'll just try to get like some creative shots that we can cut in later that maybe aren't necessarily like details of the wedding itself, but maybe details of, of some just neat visual things. Uh, a great example for the wedding that we shot in December was was shots of some of the decor around the salon we were in. We were able to cut into the video and, and you weren't able to tell where those clips were coming from, but they did make very great visual interest uh, into into the final cut. So that's the kind of stuff we're looking out for at the beginning of a wedding day. Mm -hmm. um, after the groom gets there, we kind of get into a game because we have to jump between the groom and the bride and that's where things get complicated. So as a photographer, uh, you know, my job is to basically keep the day flowing. And, you know, there's events that happen with the groom. There might be a gift or a letter that they have to open. Um, my job as a photographer is to make sure I'm there for that. And to make sure the videographer is there for that. Before they do that stuff. Same with the, for the bride. Make sure that I'm there for those events before the ceremony gets started and make sure they're not doing those things without me. So as a photographer, you know, my, my job is more than just taking pictures. It's keeping the guys on schedule and saying, okay, we got an hour left before the ceremony starts. You guys need to start getting ready. Uh, I'll usually tell them something like, you know, I want you guys to get dressed in your pants and your undershirts, but then we'll wait to get in your jackets so I can, I can shoot you guys when you start putting on your jackets. Mm -hmm. uh, that way, like, they're not just straight up getting ready, and then I walk in five minutes later, and they're all dressed. Because guys don't take long to get ready. You know, so... At all. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I tell them, hey, put everything on but your jacket, they'll get to that stage, and then I'm able to walk in and just have a jacket. Like, put them on the jacket. And I can take pictures of the jacket. Because really, the jacket part is, like, what we look at as the getting ready shot for guys. That and... Maybe their moms or yep. come and put on their, their flower, flower or whatever. And, yeah. yeah, so then we'll get shots of, of 
mom or uh, some somebody important putting on flowers usually get shots of like the guys tying ties and they usually help each other tie ties because who knows how to actually tie a tie yeah. <laughs> there's um, that one person who does and yeah there's always the one guy who does who does everybody's ties <laughs> um, nobody knows how to put the flowers on their own own thing so they always have to either help each other or like we said before have an important woman of the day come and help because for some reason the women always know how to do it um, and the guys never know how. I mean, I've I've shot tw- probably twenty weddings, and I still don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. So it's, it's a woman thing, I guess. I don't know what it is about it. Um. So yeah. So after that, then we usually will go get the bride, and they'll be getting ready, and they'll be doing the dress, uh, the dress zip up. So I usually tell them as a photographer, you know, I'm gonna step out for a bit. Obviously, I don't need to take pictures of you while you're half dressed so i'll wait until you've got the dress basically all the way on and then we'll just get the final zip because yeah. the most dresses zip or they tie buttons in the back so we'll just get that part so you'll be fully covered fully clothed ready to go except for that mm-hmm. and we'll get that bit um and then we'll usually get shots of like all the ladies kind of helping her put on her finishing touches putting on her veil finishing up her hair and all that stuff it's all like team up at the end and kind of get all that stuff uh, so as a photographer those are all the things i'm looking out for and then you know i, I kind of try to bring along a videographer in on that because my job as a photographer is to keep the day rolling um and and so you know i have to make sure that not only i'm there for all that stuff but the videographer is also there for all that stuff so Ben, what are you looking for in like the beginning of a wedding day as a videographer? What am I looking for? Yeah, like what shots do you need to make sure you get? Oh, 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 oh. So in the beginning, um, sometimes we'll go check out the main venue. Yeah, like we're not going to the salon yet. And stuff like that. Maybe we'll get a couple, um, like maybe a drone shot of that place. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, Maybe look around, kind of scope the place out. Yeah, and then, before things pick up during the day, like, there's a great time to get, like, some of those exterior yes. shots of the mm-hmm. venue and, like... And then kind of get a feel and, like, all right, this is how we could set stuff up. Mm-hmm. We can have a camera over yeah. here. We'll have this going on here. <clears throat> They'll walk through here. This can be perfect. All right, yep. so then we have everything scoped out, and then we go start the day out at the salon. And, yeah, we uh, start shooting that. We get some... Maybe maybe an exterior shot of that place. Then we get an interior shot. Um, a lot of just some the decal in there. Because a lot of salons are actually really... Like the one we just went to was really big and really nice inside. So we got some of the yeah. decor in there. <clears throat> that was and, a super um, nice salon. Yeah, it was. And then sometimes we'll... Um, and, and then basically, yeah, that. And then we uh, get them getting ready. And then we go to the maybe the hotel when they're getting ready or wherever that getting yeah, ready and, usually um, usually they don't finish getting, getting ready at the salon they'll go f- to like their their house or yeah. a hotel or mm-hmm. wherever they're actually getting dressed and stuff at and they'll and maybe right there. before then we'll go and get like a dress shot before mm-hmm. it's even on her mm-hmm. and get that uh, done and um, maybe we'll find maybe um a lot of uh, men will have a lot of the grooms would have maybe a certain watch mm-hmm. or something like that. Detail and stuff shots. like yeah, and we'll get some detail shots of the watches yep. before he puts that on. Yep. 
and then maybe we'll get um, the shot of him putting it on, and um, and then maybe read him reading yeah. or them reading the notes or yep. gifts to each other, and um, stuff like that. Yeah, and then, there's a lot of the detail stuff in the beginning of the day. It is a lot yeah. of the details. It's, it's so much less in the beginning of the day. So much less about like what's going on because really, like girls don't want their pictures before their makeup's on anyway. <laughs> like, it's so much less about that stuff and making sure, like, you're getting all the details. You're getting warmed up. You're getting the exteriors. You're getting the interiors. You're starting to think about, like, how you're going to run the rest of the day and trying to build a pace, basically, for the rest of the day. So that's that's a lot of what the beginning of the day looks like. And then, right as the guys finish up, things start kicking into full gear yeah and then we start getting to the part of the ceremony we might maybe it's either a church or maybe in a gazebo when it's raining yeah. or um yeah yeah there's there's a lot of stuff that like that, know, traditional non-traditional that's a whole different thing but you know basically after the, everybody's ready no no wedding has ever run on time so there's usually not a lot of time before the ceremony starts so then, so. yeah, so when we uh, um, we get there, maybe we get a few shots of the place of where the ceremony's happening. Then we get inside, we analyze, and then we start setting up. We start mm -hmm. setting everything up. We get um, the groom and the officiant. We put um, mics, on, mics them. on them, and then we uh, go ahead and get them to get ready and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the ceremony starts. We'll have a camera in the back, usually maybe at an angle, but kind of right behind the the uh, the main aisle, just basically getting a, um, a secondary shot. Mm -hmm. And then we have one person moving around and one person beside, kind of usually moving the camera around or um, panning across, getting them walking or whatever, mm -hmm. and then kind of at an angle. So, or whatever, depends on where we're at and what the <laughs> yeah. place is. So, and so usually, like, you'll have one camera that's locked off, is recording the whole thing. Yes, that's and usually then the another one that's camera in the bag. that's just locked off, recording the whole thing. Not locked off, but it's recording the whole thing and they'll move around. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the other camera is the one that's kind of getting, like, the unique, like, single shots. And yep. they'll, they'll jump around and they don't necessarily have to record the whole thing. Like, their, no, yeah, their they'll, job is they'll move around in the place. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so as a photographer, you know, what we'll do is we'll get to the venue, and, and my setup for photography does not take nearly as long for a ceremony. It's mm -hmm. much, much simpler. Uh, so what I actually will do is usually before the ceremony starts, the, like, grooms will get together, and they'll, like, kind of have, like, a pre-prep thing they'll just kind of all stand in the back and they'll say stuff try to get some shots of that because like that's when everybody's most nervous like all the stuff's going down get some shots of that bride is up there by herself uh not sorry not by herself but they're usually separately with the girls and they're doing their own thing try to get shots of that as well i have had uh, a few times where like the efficient has gone to pray with them beforehand or their parents have gone to pray with them before ceremony starts um so that's always a great thing to get shots of if they're doing that it's always something i try to get um and then i start looking for a spot to sit in the ceremony so my assistant and i will usually divide up responsibilities uh and then one of us will take the front of the church and one of us will take the back of the church as photographers um so one person will basically stay near the front the whole time and one person will stay near the back sometimes we'll switch halfway between 
or a couple of times during the ceremony. But basically, we try not to both be taking pictures from the same angle at the same time. That's the goal. So, you know, by separating us from the to the front and the back of the church, it separates us into two halves. That way, we're not uh, both taking pictures from the same spot. Because really, who wants two pictures of the same thing, like, from the same angle? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll take, we'll separate. And I, I tend to take the back, personally. Um but front gives you a lot of great shots. So I, I usually like most of the ceremony. I like to be in the back because uh, in the back you can do a whole lot more moving around without being distracted to the wedding day. Yeah. So I can change angles a whole lot more. Uh, but then during the major parts of the wedding, I usually like to be towards the front. So like during the kiss and the rings, I like to be towards the front. Um, but but wedding photography during the ceremony is a whole lot more about almost it's like as a photographer it's the most like video during the ceremony because during the ceremony you're not directing anything you are purely capturing the moment and that's kind of how video is as a whole is video videographers don't tend to direct the day like photographers do their style is their purpose is much more documentary and capturing the day in a beautiful way Whereas a photographer not only has to do that, but they also direct the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, during the ceremony is where the photography is most similar to video because you're not directing anything. You're purely observing the ceremony and watching it and taking pictures of it. After the ceremony, you know, they do the kiss. We've got to make sure we get that shot and all that stuff. They'll go out. Um, you know, the bride and groom will walk down the aisle leave the premises um and they'll go out into the other room as a photographer what i usually do at that point is the bride and groom usually will go off to a separate private room while everybody uh, funnels out of the ceremonial location they'll go off to their own little space i'll follow them there uh and just have a little chat with them uh because you know that was basically the most tense thing they've done in the past year or whatever yeah you know they just got married like that's huge to most people that's like the biggest thing they do in their life that and having kids yeah like getting married is a big deal to a lot of people so you know like they just did that and so obviously their emotions are high so i follow them back there because uh you know i I just like to ask them how they're feeling and and you know what it's like to be married if they feel any different most of the time the answer is no they don't feel any different because it just hasn't sunk in yet and it won't sink in for a few days guys you know i'm married i know what that's like it doesn't sink in for a few days it's weird um so you know i I just ask them those questions i'll maybe snap a shot of them kiss real quick and then i'll leave them be for a while Uh, and then it's mostly as everybody's filing out just try to grab some pictures of everybody filing out and usually there's not a whole lot of great shots of that um, but then after a few minutes, the bride and groom will come out and start greeting people. You can get a lot of great shots of that. Uh, but as a videographer, I think this is the most relaxing part of a videographer's day. Because doing video, there's not a whole lot interesting you can do between here and when we start to go do... Reception. The, not like the in-between reception, like the, the beauty shots and stuff. Wait, where are we at? Just post-ceremony. Oh, After? Yeah, like right after. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Basically, right after. Oh, unless you're um, 
bride and groom wants you to do certain things right after for a videographer you usually don't really do anything yeah. you what you then usually do is go to the reception or or actually right after the ceremony you might actually um go get what, group shots group shots yeah so but before but, that what typically happens is family shots because they usually do family shots at the church um and th- that's just pictures of the family so you know they'll have yeah you pictures could of get video of that but that's most people don't really need video of yeah, that because that's... the point of that is to get the pictures of all your family it's not really fun as a videographer to take video of someone else taking pictures like that's not usually what couples want so that i think is the most relaxing part of the day for a videographer and and it's good because the ceremony is such a technically difficult part as a videographer because you've got three cameras running and all these memory cards and all these batteries draining at the same time plus you have mics on the efficient and the groom you got to take those off get everything packed up in your bags it's a lot like that's that's a great time for the videographer to kind of pack all that stuff up and get ready for that to move to the next part of the day while the photographer is doing family shots um and kind of directing those they're usually pretty simple you know we get everybody up on stage sometimes we do something a little nicer um but we get everybody up on stage get all the family group setups uh and take those pictures nice thing about family shots is that i usually ask for a list of the family shots people want before the wedding day so that we're able to jump through those shots super fast uh because as a photographer family shots are the least interesting part of the day but mm-hmm. the thing about family shots is that to the couple they tend to be the most important thing of the day because the family is the whole reason they're doing all of this like if it wasn't for inviting all your family and friends most people would just get eloped like they they have the big wedding and the big party so that all their family and friends can take part in the day so as a photographer even though it's not creatively interesting uh to do family photos it is something important that we take very seriously doing family photos Mm -hmm. um but after the family photos are done videographer is all packed up you know i grab my camera bag and lenses and we all move typically to our first photo location most of the time we only get one or two Uh, rarely i think maybe one time i've done more than two um but we'll hit up one or two photo locations and we'll usually start with the uh wedding group like the whole group and we'll get those shots out of the way. Um, and then the videographer will usually get like some neat shot of like the group doing something cool, like cheering or something like that. And that's usually like if you're a videographer, you're using the gimbal doing that stuff. That's when like videographers are using the gimbal and we're starting to get some of these pretty beauty shots. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, as a photographer, you know, I have to make sure I get these group shots. Uh, and obviously I've tried to communicate before what the couple kind of wants as far as group shots. Um, the thing about group shots as a wedding party is that between the, the ceremony and the trip to our first photo location, uh, the wedding party, you will usually get on a, on a bus and that's when people start drinking. And, and when people start drinking as a group, it gets kind of messy. And so wedding group shots are usually a more difficult part of the day for a photographer to coordinate because you have to deal with a bunch of drunk people 
And so I can, I can say as a wedding photographer, the worst situation I had was one where our ceremony location and our reception location were an hour away from each other. So the wedding party got on a bus, go to our first photo location, which was uh, five minutes away from our reception location. So they spent 55 minutes on a bus drinking hard liquor. And so everybody was plastered. And it's very difficult to direct people when they're plastered. And that's, that's one of the things where it takes, uh, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of experience to be able to get good at that. So I think it's definitely one of those things you've got to assist first before doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, and then after you knock out the, those group shots... Uh, you can typically go into just getting some couple shots because throughout the day you haven't gotten any couple shots. So uh, you just get shots of the bride and groom together by themselves. You take them off. Usually you'll bring like the maid of honor or the best man with you just to kind of hold jackets or flowers and stuff. Um, but everybody else gets back on the bus, starts drinking again. Yep. And then that's when you get like the prettiest shots the whole day right there. It's like right during that 10, 15 minute window when it's just the bride and groom mm -hmm. together. You know, you can put them in some real cool poses and do some cute stuff. And, and that's kind of like the poster uh, wedding photos that you see online is like those shots during that period of time. And then after that, you get to the point of the reception. Yes, and sir. once you get there, you usually want to get there be sometimes before a lot of people, you could get some nice shots inside the place mm -hmm. and um especially if they do stuff like um pretty cool like the one place the one time uh i think it was at mohican they did the masquerade mm -hmm. and that that was actually pretty cool it really it looked really nice in there got yep. some shots of that and then that's when you start also reanalyzing just making sure yeah we could they might have moved stuff by the time that we got there for the second time because we got there originally mm -hmm. at the beginning of the day to just kind of analyze but let's reanalyze to make sure everything will be all right and then set up our cameras and get everything ready for them to the reception to start for yep. them to walk in yep. do do the um <clears throat> introductions and yeah. stuff like that so when you first come into a reception hall it's hustle time mm -hmm. because you don't have a lot of time because you were just with the wedding party is shooting pictures. So, like, they got there the same time that you got there. Yep. You know, you might have left two or three minutes before they did. but you, So, like, the, at most, you've got, like, half an hour. Usually, it's more like 15 minutes before the wedding party walks in. You walk in. First thing you got to do is get shots of the whole venue. Yep. Because, you know, now it's all decorated. Everything's finished up. You got to get shots of the whole venue. Then you got to get shots of all the details. So you you got to, and this applies mostly to both photographers and videographers. You got to get shots of the place, like the centerpieces. You got to get shots of the cake, present table. You got to get shots of uh, the silverware. You got to get shots of like uh, the decor and any special stuff, candy bar, photo booth. Like you got to make sure you cover all these little details uh, in this ten or fifteen minutes. You don't got a lot of time, but you got to do it. Um, moving from that. Uh, as a videographer, uh, you got to set up audio equipment. Yep. you got to make sure you plugged into the DJ's audio board. Uh, photographer, I've got to set up lighting equipment. So I've got to go 
get my light stand, get my speed light, set them up, make sure they're synced. Gotta set my settings, make sure I'm bouncing off the ceiling, get somebody to stand in the dance floor for me for a few minutes while I test my lights, make sure everything looks good. Meanwhile, you'll be setting up tripods and stuff, right? Yes. You know, so you'll set up like a couple camera options just so that like you got one locked off, you got another recording the whole time. So you got two. I have one there. probably on a tripod uh, in a certain shot that's probably going to sit there for the whole reception. Right. And then maybe I'll pan it a little bit somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have one maybe on my side. Yeah. And then I'll also have one um, on a monopod maybe moving around. Right. So, um. So then, once I've got all my lighting figured out, the next thing that I go and do is talk to the DJ, figure out the schedule for the night, figure out what the plan is, because typically you don't actually know where the bride and groom are walking in from, which is a huge thing, because you want to get pictures of them walking in. So it's one of the first things I ask to the DJ. First, we introduce ourselves and stuff, you know, try to establish a professional connection there. But then you ask him where he's going to be walking in from. Yep, because you don't want to set something up the wrong way and be like, oh, they're walking on the wrong yeah. side. Oh, shoot. And then have, yeah. yeah, then you'd screwed it up. So yeah. find that out. <laughs> figure, figure out where yeah. they're going to be walking in from. And, and sometimes the DJ doesn't know. And that's fine, too. Just tell him, you know, hey, I'd rather have them walk over from this side because it's going to look better. Then just say, let them know that I'd rather have them walking from this side. And the DJ, you know, if he's a good DJ, he's done it before. He'll know to go talk to them about that, and he'll direct that. Because usually during this time when you're setting all this stuff, the DJ is out there with the wedding party talking over what this plan is with mm -hmm. them. So I'll go communicate that with the DJ. We'll also, as a video team, uh, you'll let him know, like, we're going to be plugging our equipment into his soundboard. Yeah. And communicate that. And usually say, you know, we're just going to plug this in. We're going to let it record. Just don't touch it. You know, just leave it be. So... Uh, there's a lot of hustle going on because we have to set all that stuff up for the second they walk in, simultaneously grabbing all those detail shots. Yeah. And it's a huge hustle for that 15 minutes. And you're sprinting, like, all over the place. And then they walk in. Um, usually for this, I'll have my flash set up in a different place than where I was testing it because I'll set it up near the entrance so that their shots when they're walking in look pretty good. So I'll... I'll practice setting everything up over at my uh, final location at, during the the dance and all that stuff just so I know what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Then I'll pick that up, remember where what everything was set at, move it somewhere else, and take pictures of them walking in. Once they're in, um, then they'll usually jump like right into the first dance. So, video, like what are you looking for? Like, it's, it's the first walking in, you're like, Obviously, that's one of the times you're saying, like, you set up a permanently locked off shot. You probably pan it when they're walking in, mm -hmm. and then reset it. Just like I reset the light, you reset that locked off shot Yeah. for when they're walking in. I'll have one on the monopod usually following them around. Yeah. Um, if you want to, you could do something with the gimbal, but not usually for that, because you're not walking around or anything. You'll just be holding it. Yeah. Um just so that's when you have the monopod and then um just follow them walking in mm -hmm. and then once they're in maybe get a shot because uh, then they're gonna go and sit down at their seat yep 
and um, usually together in a table, maybe in the center of the family table, or maybe they'll have a table on their own mm-hmm. in the center of the place, and then they'll um, and then you'll they'll get to the dances in which yep they'll um, do the first dance, and then the, the mother the bride with mother, the dad, son, father daughter, fa- yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of times now I've seen it a lot more where it's not those particular arrangements of dances, but they'll almost always have three or four dances yeah. uh, that they're going to do. And so you want to make sure you capture all those. Uh, so that's when I move my light back. You'll obviously move your cameras back to their their kind of planned positions and we'll do that stuff. Uh, and, and you know, the, the order of this particular set of stuff can kind of get switched around on you, and you'll obviously communicate that to the DJ when you come in, make sure you know that. Um, but then uh, sometimes after that you'll do reception. Sometimes you'll do reception speeches before that, before the dances. Sometimes after, just depends. Uh, but it, reception speeches will come as well during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know... I usually will move the light a little bit for that too. I'll reset my position because usually my uh, setup is oriented so that the camera's facing the crowd, not the table. So I'll reorient it so I'm facing the table real quick for the reception speeches. And then, you know, I'll get shots, a uh, few different angles of reception speeches of the people talking. Hopefully, some shots of people laughing uh, because most people try to make their speech funny. So I get a few shots of people laughing, and then I reset my light to my dance floor position. So, yeah, and I think I think you're talking about a similar kind of thing. But whenever I say I move my light, for you it's move your tripod position, your locked off shot position. Yeah. Um. After the reception speeches, we eat. Uh, us as photographers, videographers, we usually eat right after the wedding party eats. We go ahead of everybody else in the line. Because we have to get back to work. Yep. So, we'll so usually we'll hurry up, get some food. We'll sit down. Uh, maybe if there's different people, you know, like I'd, sit with the DJ, or if yeah. there's another photographer, videographer there, you know, if we're doing one of the two, chat for a bit. Or the people who did music. Yep. At the ceremony, we can do that yeah. with them. But then, yeah, we'll eat, hurry up, get that chow down. Because then once Quickly, and then once the once we're done eating, what uh, we do is we'll grab the rings from the bride and groom, and we'll do ring shots because we haven't done ring shots at all. That's basically the while they're eating, nothing's really happening through yeah. then. So yeah, the so, only thing that's really happening through then is when people hit gla- hit hit the glasses and wait for them to kiss yeah. a few times, and and of course there are just, like yeah. people like to get photos of like their group at the table. But you don't want to do that unless you're asked to, because no one wants food, photos of them stuffing food in their mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, you just wait until people are kind of wrapping up eating and, and asking to get some, hey, come take a picture of me and my two friends at the table, like that type of thing. So you just wait for a little bit for that. Uh, but in that meantime period, you know, after we've eaten, before that stuff starts, as a photographer, I will grab the rings and I'll start setting up for some ring shots. Um, and then I, after I get it all set up and I get a couple shots in, I'll usually hit up the videographer, whoever's shooting it, and tell them, hey, come in here, get yourself a couple of ring shots while I got all this set up. Nice thing about using video lights for my ring shots is that the videographer can use the exact same lights I'm using for my ring shots for his ring shots or her yep. ring shots, whoever. 
videographers, but I have not encountered any lady videographers yet. Which is strange. We have... I've worked with a lot of lady photographers. Yeah, but not videographers. Not videographers. Huh. Interesting. Hey, lady videographers out there, I'd love to work with you guys. Sounds awesome. Please. Yeah. Um, So... Then once we get the ring shots back in, we start moving into like the final events of the evening. We reset the tripod and our light stand to their dance floor positions because the rest of the major events all happen on the dance floor. And they usually have some stuff on there like an anniversary dance. Um, and we get shots of that. They'll have like the garter toss and and the bouquet toss and all that stuff. Um, and then after that, it's basically like open dance floor and we usually stay for like half an hour after the dance floor opens and get pictures of people dancing and having fun um and yeah that that's basically how we cover a 13 then hour we long up, yeah. wedding day and we pack it up is, all of our stuff it is a long day very long very long day i'm tired just talking about it <laughs> <laughs> Like that, it was a lot of a lot of stuff to cover there. You know, that was very. It's there's a lot to a wedding day, and a lot of people don't realize how much there is to it. And there's a lot of stuff in there. Like we skimmed a lot of stuff. We did pretty quickly. And so, and so after the wedding day is done, um, you know, we'll pack up all of our stuff. We'll head back, and then the first thing we do before we even get home. Uh, is you know we'll you'll, we'll usually come back and we'll start backing stuff up onto a laptop. We'll keep it on the memory cards too. Put it on a laptop just in case. Yep. Um, because the worst thing you want is for some something to happen for your camera to, to fall in a creek and then you lose your photos. Oh, that would suck. So we back it up to a laptop <laughs> the second we get home. Um, before anything else even happens. Uh, so that adds like just another hour onto the wedding day there, you know, on top of the drive, we come home and back it up too. So like it takes an hour just to back stuff up before either of us can actually be done with the wedding. So it's more like a 15 hour day all said and done. Um, yeah, a lot of running around, a lot of hustling and a lot of stuff, a lot of details that you have to make sure you get right. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work. And a lot of people don't realize how much work it is. And that's just the day of the wedding. You know, there's so much work that we do before and after that. We're probably going to spend many more episodes talking about all that stuff in the future. Um, but that's, that's basically like what it is typically for us, uh, how we shoot weddings. Uh, and, and again, I do mostly photography definitely doing a whole lot more video now uh actually doing a lot of video this year um but ben does mostly video and a whole lot less photography yep so uh we just kind of wanted to run you guys through what our typical wedding day looks like so that if you're if you're looking at getting into this you know we can hide, hopefully kind of manage your expectations and and let you know what you're getting yourself into and obviously and yeah if it's gonna be if you really want to do it um don't do it alone for your first time. Yeah, like Jared said, do it for your first maybe five times. Assist somebody. Get the hang of it. Get to know mm -hmm. how it goes. It's, and then maybe do it by yourself. But I think I think it's something that you realized, like, it's a groove. You have to get into a groove. Yeah. And, like, if you if you haven't done it before, you'll be walking around with a chicken with your head, like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. Because there's just so many moving pieces, like... 
your brain it's almost like sensory overload almost like at times there'll just be so many things that you have to get done like you won't know what to do yeah and you have to like in those situations be able to just keep processing so it's like that's why it's helpful to assist because when you're assisting you're with someone who has done it before and they have that groove and then that responsibility isn't on you mm-hmm. and when the responsibility isn't on you you're able to think a lot of clear because you're like if you know if this is the mental thing like if i mess up it's not my fault because it's their wedding it's the one they booked not you um so it's the responsibility doesn't fall on you so i highly recommend assisting uh and, and doing maybe your first one for free and then doing your next couple for a couple hundred bucks <clears throat> and then you know build up a repertoire of five or six weddings assisting people first before you take on your own yep that's what I recommend. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you still haven't actually done, done your first wedding, even assisting, this will kind of let you know what your typical wedding day looks like as a photographer or videographer and kind of helps you manage your expectations in that sense. <clears throat> um, but like we said, there is no amount of this information that you can listen to that will actually help you get the experience of how to do it. <clears throat> the only real way to get experience how to do this is to actually be doing it. Yep. And that's something that I think Ben, as he's gotten into this, he might be able to speak a little more into it. Maybe not. Um, but how how true that is. Because like even knowing your equipment isn't what means a whole lot on a wedding day. It's knowing all the moving pieces. Yeah, knowing what you're doing and how to do it and and stuff that really helps when you're in a wedding is getting to know the people there. Yeah. Because when you're, when, if you don't get to know the people there and they're just uh, hard to communicate with, it's going to make it <coughs> s- how many times yeah. harder to do throughout the day. It really yeah. is. So, so this is also something that applies to people who aren't wedding photographers or videographers listening. You guys, if you are hiring a wedding photographer or videographer, uh, something to realize is more important than their skill is how easy they are to communicate with and how much you like them as a person Mm -hmm. and how comfortable you are with that person. Because really, us as wedding videographers, we spend more time with the couple on their wedding day than even they spend with each other. Yeah. Because we will be there at 7 a.m. with the bride before the groom even sees her. So we're there so much of the wedding day that... If, if you know, as a photographer or videographer, you're not comfortable with the couple, and as a couple, you're not comfortable with your photographer videographer, you're, you're, it's not going to be a good day, just plain and simple. It's, you're not going to get the stuff you need because it's all about that chemistry. It's almost like when you're looking for a photographer or videographer, like, almost like looking for a husband or a wife. <laughs> like, like, it's that whole same vibe because you have to find someone that you're a match with, even so much more than, you know, how excellent of a photographer Obviously, we take pride in being excellent photographers, but hopefully, you know, we come off as... as uh, Good individuals to Good individuals to work with. To work with yeah. and, and some that'll help make people comfortable working with us and that will be able to really just be a friend with them on their wedding day and make their experience with us enjoyable uh, because we're there the whole day. Yeah. So, uh, knowing all the moving pieces, knowing your couple, being comfortable with them, 
super duper important, probably the most important thing of all the wedding day is is the couple and photographer videographer relationship being super comfy um, and communication super important communication between the couple between different groups of if it's a different photographer and videographer working together communication between those two vendors communication between the DJ if there's an event coordinator like a wedding planner working communicating with them you know knowing all the stuff that's going to be happening where it's all going to be happening you know knowing the schedule of the next hour like uh, knowing okay they're doing a full mass you know so that means the ceremony is going to be an hour long super useful information knowing if it's only going to be 15 minutes long super useful information knowing if they're going to be doing the speeches before or after the dances super useful information mm -hmm. you know and there's all these questions over the course of wedding day you just need to know the person to ask and communicate with them and that's something like you know me being an introvert it's it's a very hard thing to do because you have to be able to approach people and just say okay i need to know what's going on yeah and and so <clears throat> as a photographer you know, I have to be super forward about that kind of stuff and kind of take a real directorial role. And that's something that uh, I think as photographers is very difficult because if you're an introvert like me, you're not used to like taking on that role like you're commanding the ship of the wedding day. Like you're the one who you communicate basically everything to everybody. Like because a photographer has to capture it all. They got to be there for everything mm -hmm. that goes on. So... You know, your, your, your job is almost like wedding coordinator one point or one, wedding coordinator number two. Because, <laughs> like, the wedding coordinator coordinated the wedding day, but then you're also co-coordinating the wedding day. Um, so if, if you're not an introvert, it's a very hard adjustment, and you really uh, got to do it a lot. And you kind of have to come in with that mindset of, like, today is going to be an extroverted day. And... Yeah. And I'm going to have to talk to a lot of people today. Mm-hmm. Um, videographers, uh, very similar in the communication aspect, but there's a whole lot less of the, that directorial, which I mentioned before. Um, your, your job is so much more documentary and capturing everything than it is director, directing the day. Um, so, you know, your job is more about communication between the photographer and uh, making sure that the photographer is allowing you, the videographer, to get your shots. Because sometimes, you know, since photographers are directing the day so much, uh, you know, they might cut you off when you still haven't gotten your shot. Because they all, all they need is one click of the shutter where you need multiple seconds or sometimes minutes to actually get your shot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just communicating clearly with your photographer. And guys, if you're a videographer, please, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, can you give me a couple more seconds to get my shot? Yes. There is nothing wrong with that. And and I've had so many photographers um, as a videographer that just want to move on so quickly. But then as a photographer, I'd have absolutely no problem with a videographer doing that. So, so you know, please, there's nothing wrong with asking that question. They'll, they'll be more than willing to give you a couple extra seconds to get your shot. Don't. Yeah, and if you're a photographer, be willing. <laughs> yes, please. If you're a photographer, please be willing. Like, 
<laughs> Videographers don't have magic buttons. They can't. It doesn't take one one hundredth of a second for them. It takes multiple seconds for them to get their shot. Yeah. So please just give them a couple extra seconds, you know, 15, 20 seconds even, to get what they need because it takes them a little more time. Um, so uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. We I think so too. Definitely covered a lot of information. Uh, hopefully everybody listening took something away from this one. And this is probably my favorite episode we've recorded so far. I think so too. This is my favorite because this, this one, we one. talked about a lot of really practical stuff. And I think for someone who has not specifically been in our field quite yet, or doesn't have a lot of experience in it, they, there, there's something in here for you guys. Uh, and I hope you guys got something from it. Guys, this is the Shoreline Podcast. We talk business and entrepreneurship. We're talking today about weddings. We talked today about weddings because that's uh, one of the major areas that we do here at Shoreline. Uh, actually, at our company, One Up Creative, which owns Shoreline. And so uh, that's our specialty, and that's what we know, and that's that's something we're going to draw back a lot on in future episodes, obviously. Uh, but it's not the only thing that we talk about. Um, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff in future episodes, guys. So, you know, if you're not even re related to weddings, there's going to be plenty of episodes for you guys coming up. Um, but we're so excited to, to really start rolling with this podcast. And we're figuring out the flow and the whole technical aspect of all this. We're really looking forward to future episodes. But hopefully this one was interesting to you and you got something from it. And uh, we're really excited to bring you guys more stuff in the future. Ben, any last words? Gentle Ben, I don't think I have any. Gentle Ben does not have no. any. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope to hear you guys in the next episode of the Shoreline Podcast here in Northern Ohio. My name is Jared. My name is Gentle Ben. And we will see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>